You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Your Dose of Death Podcast. My name is Lauren Rosemary, and of course, thank you for joining me each and every week. Before I go any further, I want to give a big shout out to both my sponsors. Of course, as always, Grateful Deathmatch coming up clutch with that amazing checkout code of DEATH. Gets you free shipping across these United States. And of course, I want to give another shout out to Crimson Mask. Of course, Crimson Mask coming up clutch with fantastic Deathmatch wrestling apparel for your Deathmatch needs. And if you hit up that checkout code for the Through the Fire and Flame shirt, you get 10% off using the code YDOD. That's right. The checkout code of YDOD gets you 10% off that fantastic fiery shirt. And okay, let's get into this week's episode. Of course, I'm jo- joined by one of the true connoisseurs of wrestling himself, a man who needs very little introduction in the world of all things edible. And, of course, I want to give a big shout-out to the man himself. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Jonesy. Jonesy, how you doing this week? Lauren, I'm doing great. How you doing tonight, man? I'm doing good. I just had dinner, actually, before this fantastic recording. Nice. What did you have? It was just some chicken in the oven. Garlic, salt, lemon, pepper, seasoning, you know. All right, nice. Keep it healthy. Yeah, exactly. Had some salad as well, getting them leafy greens going. There you go. Good stuff. Nice. Yeah. And, um... Of course, speaking of all things edible, Jonesy, you are a man of the culinary industry and wrestling, combining to what I would presume to be your loves in wrestling. How yeah, did that come yep. to It all started with COVID. COVID, um, prior to COVID, I was working a job for a, uh, a ticket company. I did all the logistics. Uh, I was like, you know, I was, I was doing a lot of uh, research for music, a lot of up-and-coming artists. Um, letting my boss know I was taking, I was on social media all day, uh, finding out who's trending, stuff like that. I was shipping tickets. I was doing everything. Um, then COVID happened and it wiped out that entire entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. So, uh, unfortunately my career was done. Uh, <laughs> I was like a salary. I was on salary. Um, I was done and it wasn't even like, yo, we're going to give you, uh, we're going to pay you for like the next six months or anything. It was just like, Hey, uh, this check is the last check, and sorry. Maybe when things pick up again, we can bring you back, but we don't know how long that's going to be. Um, so I had to do, I had to do something. Um, I had applied for unemployment, and it didn't kick in. So I'm waiting like uh, four weeks, five yeah. weeks, six weeks. You know, like I'm depleting my savings, paying my day-to-day bills, and uh, I was like, I have to do something. And I was so bored. Um, so I was like, I'm just going to try and bake cookies, I guess. I don't know why. Um, I had always, I had always done brownies and, and I would give them at GC, out at GCW shows just because I wanted everybody to party together and have a good time. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I was like, yo, let's try to make some big cookies. So, uh, one day I went downstairs and I started baking some cookies and I took my grandmother's, uh, old cookie recipe. But instead of making the real little cookies, I made like real big cookies. So I was like, mm-hmm. I need, I have to have something that people just don't bake every day at their house. Um, so started off with the chocolate chip cookie. 
threw a little something something in there and um gave it to one of my friends uh dan champion uh wrestler and he told and he told me it was like one of the best cookies he ever had and to be honest i hadn't really like done a lot of baking for myself i worked at a panera bread for a little while and i did overnight baking but all that stuff just comes like pre-prepared in like giant like moving like rolling cabinets so like you're just taking trays of cookie dough out and putting it in the oven there's you're not mixing it you know what i mean there's really no no skill to be in the baker at panera bread yeah. um but i had always watched my nana in the kitchen do her thing and nana nana just you know she she didn't need help in the kitchen <laughs> um no matter how old she got so i was always hands off i just watched and enjoyed so when uh you know and she passed away and then i didn't i didn't really jump in the kitchen but this gave me a reason to jump into the kitchen um so yeah so he told me he liked those and uh so i started making them uh and there's people who were liking them and i i didn't know why they were liking them um and then it got to there was like two months later i got a message from gcw and uh brett was like yo i heard your cookies are lit and <laughs> i was like i was like sick thanks man and oh, that's uh, crazy and he ended up and i was like y'all I was like, do you want some? He's like, I want GCW cookies. And I was like, oh, word? And now this is right after the Dark Side of the Ring episode with Herb Abrams and the UWF. Yes, the Herbies. And Herbie's cookies. That is literally, for me, that's what sparked like all my crazy ideas. So I had cookies and I had ideas before Lauderdale even hit me up. Wow. So uh, that that whole initial convo, I was always like, yo, well, I got... I got an animal cookie that would go perfect for Alley Cat. Oh, I got an M&M cookie with like every color of the rainbow in it that would go perfect for Effie. I was like, we definitely got to do a Nick Gage cookie. And oh, you know what sure. I mean? Then everything else just fell into place. Uh, he was the one who wanted the RSP cookie. And, <laughs> you know, I probably would have thrown someone else in the first series, but I, he has the belt. So I guess that's whatever. But yeah, so that's where... That's the whole like little story of how all the baking got going. I never, never really did it myself. I watched a master of her craft do it for twenty some years, and wow. yeah, now now I'm doing it. Yeah, it was, it's all. I feel like it, the best bakers always are the ones who like take the family tradition and just make it their own little niche kind of thing, and it just turns into this wonderful thing that we have now. And of course. I can say that I love these space cookies. I love the space <laughs> cookies. I actually have the Jordan Oliver and the Alex Cologne. I have to do them in bits and pieces because yeah, if I if I did them all at once, it would be hell in a handbasket. Let's put it like that. <laughs> you get a real good night's sleep. That's for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. I always get good night's sleep after those. But um, it's really amazing though. And another thing that you really do well are these wrestler collaborations, which I've mm-hmm. I've partaken in with the Ever Connors. Let me know. Yeah, thank um, you. And it, uh, what was the idea with the wrestler collaborations? All right, so the whole story with the collaborations, uh, I I I always would tell my friends, I'm just gonna stick to lighters. Never gonna be a t-shirt guy. <laughs> um, and then this was like probably in August, I wanted to do something cool for Jordan Oliver. Mm-hmm. So I reached out to Redneck Kung Fu and I asked Alex if she could, um, 
she could do a do, do a design for Oliver that I would just send to him and he could do whatever he wanted with. Um, and she just literally went on his Twitter page, felt the vibe, and just drew up that long sleeve. And uh, I was like, yo, this is sweet. And I sent Jordan, and he's like, yo, I love it. Um, so I, like, did that as, like, a favor to Jordan just because, like, you know, he's he's a good kid. Really, really, really good kid. Real good head on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, and then it, like, blossomed from there. And I wanted to do something a little different for the drop, so I had the music video made for Jordan. Uh-huh. And then I got messages from Manders and Cole Radrick. Cole Radrick, I think, just sent me like a fire emoji or something <laughs> with the tagging the video. And Manders said something like, yo, this video is like really cool. And I was like, yo, if you ever want one, we could probably do something for you. And um, yeah, so like, and then Manders was actually like the first design that we started mocking up. And he mm. wanted um he wanted the zombies. He wanted Cowboy from Hell. So then like the artist that I found just fit perfectly, Alec Hugo. Okay. Um he's all into that kind of stuff. So then like when it came to Radrick was second, even though Radrick mm-hmm. came out first, like Manders was the first one that was done. Yeah. Alex was like, Yo, should we do like another horror theme? And I asked Cole and Cole wasn't into horror at all. <laughs> but he does Demolition Derby. Yeah. So, like, the Stephen King's movie Overdrive is, like, perfect, where, like, the, the cars and the trucks and yes. everything come to life. Um, so that's, like, kind of a little bit of the theme we did with there. And then it just snowballed into, like, you know, finding wrestlers who are obsessed with horror and, like, they had all these ideas already in mind. And Ooh, wow. So, yeah, so I went from never being a shirt guy to, like, someone who – and I think I've put out, like, 30 different garments now. It's – has it been 30? Wow, that's all, man. Yeah, it's like you count like all of Jordan's different hoodies and the joggers yeah. and stuff. And yeah, I think even horror, I'm down. Cannonball was 21, I think, or Lee was 21. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it was but, yeah. Cannonball, then Lee, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So I think Cannonball was 20, Lee is 21 for the horror collab. So you yeah, have a bunch of those planned, too. Yeah, I think, I think. I'm trying to think of my favorites that I've seen that I've, I, cause I, I always love those designs. The horror ones are really cool to me. I think the one that really stood out, I mean, there's a lot that stood out. The Joshua Wavra run, the mm-hmm. one from Dead by Dawn, I actually was playing the game as that release went down. <laughs> so I was like, wait, why? Yeah. Why now? But it's, it was just funny to me. That's a good one. The Cannonball one. Who doesn't love Sleepaway Camp, man? That, that, that's that's, that's an instant classic. And, like, I will say this. All of the horror collabs are all chosen by the wrestler themselves. So, like, it's, like, so Jeff Cannonball yeah. loves Sleepaway Camp. Oh, my God. Josh Wavra loves... Uh, Dead by Dawn. Dead by Dawn. Um, yeah, like, Everett Connors loves Freddy Krueger. Billy That Stark. was a really cool one. Billy Starks loves Goosebumps, like, and specifically that book. Um, So, yeah, yeah, every, I, I, even as far as, like, kind of the quotes, and um, when it comes to the music video, the wrestler picks the song. So they have a lot of creative control in these collabs. Um, I just kind of, like, put the pieces together. You put the pieces of the puzzle together, that's the awesome thing. And, of course, 
we gotta give a shout out to the guy who kind of does a lot of the videos dj tony d fantastic video editor fantastic guy to be around as i've seen that's my guy he's uh he's 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 really good he hasn't he hasn't even come close to reaching his full potential <laughs> with what he can do editing, which is pretty crazy because all these young guys are putting out like crazy edits and stuff and they're putting in serious time. But um, Tony keeps like pushing himself and I keep trying to push him and I keep giving him the confidence to let him know how good he is because uh, that's important, especially for younger people. Yeah. They need someone like a little bit older, just keep giving them that confidence, tell them they're the shit, that what they're doing is good. Um, and, and you know what I mean? You don't need a certain amount of views on every single video for it to be no, a good video. Like, absolutely. you know what I mean? Just, yeah. But just yeah, uh, Tony's great. And I will say this, I think Tony might be like one of the only people who owns every single long sleeve, uh, every really, single horror wow. long sleeve. Yeah. Shout out to Tony, all the long sleeve heroes. I, yep. I need to get on one of the joggers. I, Cause I, I have been enjoying my joggers I got for Christmas. Mm-hmm. but i need like more i i i thrive for more joggers so yeah joggers they're tough they're great they're tough because like they aren't cheap and to get the print on them it can be tricky because i did uh joggers uh the jordan oliver joggers the young legends like are starting mm-hmm. to crack a little bit the decal oh wow so like i got like pretty upset about that and i was like i don't want that quality to be attached to my name so for the BSB joggers that we're running right now, yeah. um, it's it's a real high quality print. I didn't do LVAC before with the joggers. I did LVAC now with the joggers, and I, I won't use anyone but LVAC. Oh, I need wow. the quality because, like, I wanna, I want my name up with like the big dogs in the yeah. wrestling merch stuff, and you know, everyone's everyone's like raised the bar a certain level, so I'm like slowly feel like I'm catching up and. I don't know. Maybe one day I'll sell 50 shirts on a pre-order. <laughs> that would be sick, man. That would be, that would, that, man. That would be cool. Well, wow, getting kind of close. Cannonball got pretty close, so that was dope. But um, another one, the lead one you were talking about, the it was the what was the movie he picked? It was the Swamp uh, the Monster, cre- the creature, creature of the creature from the Black Lagoon, because yes. he actually has that. He has a tattoo of the creature. Yes, he does. That's what I yep. remember. I was like, holy crap. I was like, that is a huge nostalgia boost right there. They yep. didn't see with a lot of the other ones. I was like, no one even mentions that movie anymore. No, 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 no. And uh, yeah, that was another thing that he picked. He wanted to do the creature and it's something he had in mind. So we just ran with it and we gave it kind of like the old school movie feel. The, yeah. the sleeve's really sick. So whoever already ordered that, uh, you're getting a really, really nice long sleeve. I don't think like the, even the mock-ups don't do these things justice. Really? Uh, I really have to get better at like highlighting the designs and what's on the sleeves. Cause I'll get people posting, like they got the young, dumb and broke long sleeve. And they're like, yo, I had no idea like the sleeve was each of a zombie head of one of the guys from young dumb yes. and broke. And yeah, so I gotta, I gotta work on that <laughs> a little bit. Maybe I'll sell more shirts if I do that, but yeah, you, you never, you never know what the key to success is going to be, you know, dude, like, like uh, an example of that is for the JJ Garrett hoodie. I chose a color called scuba blue and oh, yeah. I don't, I just wanted to be different. And I was like, Hey, this kind of has like a nineties vibe to it to go with Nickelodeon, whatever. And <laughs> even Elvac was like, yo, are you sure you want to do these in scuba blue? Like that's a bold choice. Yeah. And I was, I got kind of nervous and I was like, uh, 
I was like, well, I've done so many black hoodies. I want to change yeah. it up a bit. And I had them printed and I sold a couple of them. And when I got them in person, it was like, yo, these are incredible. I was, got messages from other uh, merch, merch guys who were just like, uh-huh. yo, I've been looking for like a baby blue hoodie. What color is this? And I was like, yeah, yeah, see? <laughs> and like, yo, over the weekend, JJ came out wearing the hoodie at Highbury. Yes, he did. I'm standing there after his match. I see him come out and he sets the hoodie down. Boom. Someone comes over, instantly buys one. Wow. Uh, the two kids working the door come over and they each buy one. So they're wearing the JJ Garrett hoodie at the thing. Wow, and that's awesome. He ended up selling the one that he even wore out to the ring. So. I didn't saw have, him sell that one, yeah. We're having to do a reprint, but the funny, the funniest thing is I get a message on Facebook from uh, Lauderdale saying, okay. yo, I, I need one of those J.J. Garrett hoodies. <laughs> so I will say this. I was like, it's a hot merch item to me when Lauderdale, who a guy who like him and I have literally the same fashion sense. We both wear like fitted hats, either gym shorts or joggers and a hoodie, and usually a backpack. I'm usually vaping something. He doesn't vape anymore. <laughs> but uh, I took that as like a compliment that like, this is a good hoodie. If, if Lauderdale wants it, of just like a straight up wrestler, like that's got to be good. So even Brett Lauderdale owns the JJ Gary hoodie. That's so. awesome. Uh, of course, yeah. Brett has an eye of, on fashion as. <laughs> yeah, you got to switch it up a little bit, right? Yeah, right. Um, it's funny because now that I have merch out, um, I did black, but I did like a royal blue, and of course, because my podcast network, the Count Out Podcast, their background is royal blue. Uh-huh. So it's kind of like, oh, you did royal blue after the podcast. And I'm like, yeah, I did. You know, I have a soft spot. Because everyone yeah. everyone likes to get black attire, but sometimes I like to brighten it up, as they say, you know? Yeah, I'll tell you, the secret that I found is people love pastel colors, too. Like a very, like, soft, not intimidating like color that they can wear to like almost anything like yeah. they like uh not so much the jj garrett hoodie but like the young dumb and broke hoodie is like a very light mint green and it's like yeah. so different and that was actually a real popular selling hoodie but yeah there's a, yeah I, i'd say pastels definitely work out pastels pretty for well sure, for sure yeah. the secret for all your merch makers slash artists out there pastel colors um so i want to get into also your soon to be hit show of room 420 just want to get here i know how many episodes up to this have you done of room 420 uh four 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 for 420 you know that's what's up (laughs) um and it's been interesting i've watched those and i think it was really cool when iwtv started distributing those when yeah. they were like, oh, we're going to put them on. And what was your whole idea behind Room 420? Uh, all right. So this was right before Homecoming weekend, GCW, end of yeah. July. Um, I was just like, you know, over that summer, I, over the summer, I was like really creative, man. I was just like, yo, I just want to keep going, keep pushing myself. Um, and, you know, I, like I said, I'm friends with Dan Champion. Uh, who happens to be friends with Jerry at IWTV. Okay. So uh, when they were going down to film that weekend, I had already mentioned to Big Dan that I wanted to try to do something, record him and I like doing something in the Valley or whatever. (laughs) Um, So I had wrote down on a piece of paper, uh, like three different show ideas 
Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember what the other two were. Or actually, I do remember what one of them was. But uh, one of them was Room 420, which is like a shoot interview. But like, we're not going to be drinking beers. Um, you know, we can get high before if we want, but like, we're not going to smoke on camera. It's yeah. not really about smoking weed. I came up with the title Room 420 just because like, well, we're going to be like recording in a hotel room for the most yeah. part. So like, I don't know. I thought it was just kind of a snazzy way to like fit it in <laughs> instead of just being like uh, stoned with Jonesy or something dumb like that. I love, or... I love the title actually. It's just like it's fitting because you're, as you said, you're in a hotel yeah. room and just shooting the shit basically. Exactly. So uh, I had never even met Jerry. And after the homecoming show, I was talking to Big Dan and he introduced me to Jerry. I was like, hey, uh, and Dan had, I think, already greased the wheels a little bit for me because they had rode down together to Atlantic City. So mm. I was like a nice like two hour drive or so to just, I guess, make me seem way cooler than I am. So I handed <laughs> him this piece of paper and Jerry just like kind of looks at it. And he's like, he's like, all right, let's do it. I was like, <laughs> like what? <laughs> I was like, dude, you we haven't even been talking for five minutes. And you're already down. Like you like glanced over this, uh, so I was like, "Well, all right, that." So uh, yeah, so that's where that all started. I had a bunch of people, and a bunch of them lined up. And that's how it always happens. Um, I usually like line up like three or four, and then I'm lucky to maybe finish two. Yeah. Uh, you know, whether it be like you know, a wrestler dips out of the hotel room before their interview, which has happened, uh-huh. or uh, you know, scheduling conflicts or sometimes I think they're coming in the day before and they aren't and stuff like that. But yeah, uh, yeah this past weekend I was going to record some and I just wasn't in the mood. So I've got to get, I got to get my butt in gear and get back. Cause I like doing those and people like really seem to like watching those. And for the most part, I'm just letting the wrestler talk about whatever they want. <laughs> Cause like for most of those interviews, like they're getting asked, questions and stuff and yeah this is more like you know if you want to talk about like you think pizza Hut pizza is better than Domino's or something like that <laughs> then let's have a 20 minute conversation about it you know oh my god that's funny i think my favorite of the room 420 is gotta be the eric ryan run that one is just a complete gem of yes, that, that one that one is really crazy uh eric and well yeah jordan makes an appearance in that one but oh, eric yeah. and jordan were in the room that whole time and <laughs> Yeah, Eric, Eric's always been really good to me. He's always been really nice to me. Uh, we we have a fun time together. As uh, as you can tell from the 440 show, I uh, <laughs> I was actually sponsored by someone to keep him stoned for those uh, for those 60 minutes on commentary. Oh my so, god! I, I so have to go back like and the, listen to that. That's where like the seven dabs and three blunts comes from, and mm. yeah, there's a part. I'm standing there the whole time with just like a dab rig, waiting for him to like get a break in commentary and just hand it to him. And uh, there's a time where him and KG are going back and forth, and KG's like, "You know what, Eric? Why don't you just hit another dab?" And Eric Ryan's like, "You know what, KG? I'm gonna do that." And he flips up his little microphone thing and just turns to to the right and just uh, that's just amazing. Rips the dab and then keeps going. So yeah, Eric's always. Eric's always been cool, yeah. That's hilarious. No, it was funny. I met Eric in Indianapolis, 
and I'll have to show you this off cam off recording of the photo me and him took in Indianapolis. And this was King of the Deathmatch weekend. Actually, it wasn't King of the Deathmatch weekend. It was the other. It was AIW weekend, I think. I'm trying to. I have my dates all off, but <laughs> so me and him were mean because it was four four. I was doing merch, and I'm like, oh hey, congrats on King of the Death and all that. And we take this photo and like we're doing the both the middle finger. And I'll never forget because I I usually do never do middle finger um, <laughs> yeah. photos, and I did it. And my eyes are not even looking at the camera, looking at our middle finger. <laughs> and I just have that. I'm like, what am I doing here? And I sent it to a friend, and he's like, that is amazing. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> it's one of the greatest photos I think I've ever taken as a wrestling fan, too. Because I, I don't know why. I just have never done it. I just, like, never found myself in it. And I was like, oh, with Eric, like, we'll just do it. That's his kind of mantra. Yeah, and we do it, and I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing. I don't even care if my eyes aren't looking at the camera. <laughs> so I'll, uh, next time I see Eric Ryan at a show, I gotta show him that. Just be like, yeah, so this happened. Yeah, you gotta tell him about that. Um, yeah, I, I, I gotta make my trip to Room 420 one of these days, you know. Yeah, you definitely gotta stop in. <laughs> uh, absolutely. I, I'm a man of the people. You know, this podcast... It, I, I do this podcast, but I always tell people I'm always down for collaboration. And um, so something I want to talk to you about, I mean, you've been to your plethora of shows, GCW across the board. Um, what are your, some of your favorite memories at shows? Oh man. So they all like blend together. So I have so <laughs> many favorite memories from voltage lounge in particular. It's not where like everything started for me as a fan, but it's where I met so many friends. At Voltage Lounge, I met Emil, I met Brendan, I met DJ, I met, I mean, I knew of like John and Dan and Jack and like all the homies before, but uh, that was like the place where like we all kind of could come together and uh, man, those just like hanging out in that parking lot before the shows, just like passing some blunts and just talking about what matches you were excited for and you know you see people just start rolling in and that circle gets bigger and bigger and then uh you know you make your way in and everyone was just packed in there man i always felt like i uh growing up watching the indies i always like was jealous of Rasita. i was really jealous oh, of like the, the pwg fans because like i felt like they had something like insanely special like something that I hadn't felt since like my days as a little ECW fan in the mid nineties, yeah. and I was like, man, they they're so lucky to have that. Um, and then thankfully we were lucky enough to have. I, I don't know if it's officially done yet, but if you're asking me, when I, I was there for Fight Forever, and it looked like Voltage Lounge wasn't opening again, so uh, that's a bummer. Ho hopefully I'm hopefully I'm wrong, but <laughs> you just gotta be real sometimes, Warren. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely, and I I completely understand that. I keep it real with everybody, but yeah, that's like out of all the indie because I'm I'm a Midwestern guy, but I've always wanted to make my trip out east, see the old ECW arena, see Voltage, hopefully yeah. go to a show at Voltage, but I know. Things aren't yeah. looking too bright for it, but it is what it is. I mean, this pandemic has really put a lens on a lot of things in the entertainment industry. And you're definitely a testament to someone who, yes, you're in the entertainment industry, and now you've grown this fantastic, I don't, even, I don't even know what to call it, a flower per se, <laughs> of just of, of being able to just do it yourself and 
contributed in a fantastic way. I mean, you're giving the wrestlers insight. You're giving them the creative freedom to really benefit off of this. And they make all the, they're the ones who make every cent from it too, which is amazing. Yeah. So like, so like what happens is unfortunately the, the, the design isn't cheap because Alec lives in the UK. So like that exchange oh, yeah. rate is, the exchange rate is such a bitch, man. I got to pay like $45 for every like hundred dollars. It's nuts. Wow. It's crazy. So the designs are like expensive. Yeah. So like, like it comes out not a lot of the not a lot of the collabs profit, and for a while I was actually like giving out money to wrestlers even if we weren't profiting just because like I wanted to help. Yeah. Uh, but but thankfully Mouse, uh, one of my best friends in wrestling, the, photogra- the photographer, I don't he mess. um he just told me like yo you gotta stop doing that shit, <laughs> and like I, Mouse is like one of the people that I listen to. Mouse is like a father figure right. to like a plethora of people. He really is. And he's like, yo, you can't help everybody, Jonesy. So like, you know, now like if we, if we don't profit, like I, you know what I mean? Like I'll, I'll eat a little bit of it. Um, it never, it never costs the wrestlers a dime to collab. Some of these guys are always like, yo, what, what do I owe you? And I always tell them $0 and zero cents. <laughs> um, so like if we don't profit, I will send them enough long sleeves, hoodies, shorts, stickers, soap, uh, whatever it is, so that they can yeah. make like like about like 300 bucks on their own, which is like what I would normally like them to make off the collab to begin with. Yeah, exactly. So as opposed to me, like just throwing them in my store, I make sure they have enough. So like I always make sure they get a size that'll fit them so they can wear it to the ring because that's always the coolest thing to me. That's always like a way to thank your collaborator. Just wear it one time. That's all I ask. Like, <laughs> like JJ wore his hoodie and Braden wore his hoodie this past weekend, and like, you know, I felt like a proud pop is sitting there, yeah, like, that's, right. that's my, yeah, that's my. I made that thing. I actually like Braden's. I'm, I'm a comic book movie mark, and of course, Nightcrawler is yeah. dope. He was and of course the one song who... choice for the video. I popped hard for the song yep, that, choice. I'm an that, I prevail that was guy. On him. I'm an I prevail guy, so that's amazing to me. He uh he's not a Braden isn't a horror fan so like X Men was like the closest the I could thing, get. Yeah. So it was like it was like a horrorish, but um yeah, just like seeing them wear it. Cole always wore his stuff, stuff to the ring, and that yes. was always like cool to me. No, Radrick, Cole, all those guys that you mentioned are fantastic individuals who, I mean, they understand t- t- times are tough for a lot of us, mm-hmm. but I think you're as I've told you before, you're really a true testament to just the littlest of things go a completely long way and not just per se, like the wrestler contributor, but like the independent community, they they're putting more eyes on deserving people who are wanting a better positive community. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like all the collabs I've done are like people that like, I've pretty much wanted to, to work with. There's a couple where like people hit me up and I was like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. But like for the most part, it's like, um, like Angelus, um, Sad, like Ziggy, Everett, uh, Billy, like a, a bunch of those all in a row. It was all me just like asking my favorite indie wrestlers if they wanted to collab and yeah, they were down. So it was, it was cool. But, uh, yeah. So like anytime you see, uh, a wrestler trying to sell like their long sleeves or hoodies and stuff like that, that's all like the, all of that profits going to them. So yeah. 
The more that's I sell the pre-orders, the, the better the chances are that I have to uh, to be able to give them profit. But it's cool because, like, as opposed to you know uh, work, you know, working for another like shirt company or something where they don't have to do any work and they can get like eight bucks a shirt or something, which is awesome. Yeah. But like this, they 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 own the design too. So like, I'll email them all the merch files. I'll email them the video. It's theirs. They own it. So That's like awesome. if they want to do a reprint of like one of the designs on a shirt or something, go ahead. Just credit the artist. That's all I ask. Yeah. I, no, I don't need no credit. I didn't draw anything. You know what I mean? It was a little bit of an idea I had, but without the wrestler, I wouldn't have had that idea. So exactly. I have no rights to it. So. I think that's a yeah. really good point because I think sometimes I see this a lot that people they post something or they tweet something or they and they don't even give credit to the photographer. Yeah, it's like, like you, you just can't do that. Yeah, like what happens is, but then they'll like do a quick reply to the tweet and be like, "Oh shit!" and they'll throw like the picture emoji yes. and they'll be like, "The photographer here," but it's like it's nice that you were like, "Damn it, I messed up" because. It's happened to me before. You get so excited to type something up, like, oh, I'll I'll post I'll post something about the soap, but I'll forget to to tag Sammy, the soap girl, and it's just like, ah, oh, what am I yes. doing? I actually bought, I bought wrestling soaps from her. Actually, shout out to Sammy, whoever if she's listening Sammy. to this, she's awesome. Yeah. I know you guys have been kind of working with the wrestling soaps, so whenever you do a pre-order or something like that, like the, I think it was it started with the Nolan. I think it was with Nolan you started the soaps. Uh, no, the first soap was actually Jordan Oliver. Okay, it was I Jordan? Went, okay. I went buck wild on, on, on his collab, and yeah, <laughs> I did soap, and that was the scent I picked, because I, I like Mahogany Wood from Bath & Body Works, so I wanted soap okay. like that. Um, but yeah, then after Jordan, it was Angelus Lane. Angelus oh, yeah. Lane was all about the soap idea, wanted pumpkin spice, and yeah, mm-hmm. so soap mm-hmm. is an option that I throw out to the wrestlers. Uh, we do a long sleeve. Right now, we're doing a bunch of shorts. Do you want basketball yeah. shorts or do you mm-hmm. want track shorts? And then uh, I, I, I'm not doing stickers anymore. I'm sorry to everyone who was buying the stickers. Thank you. <laughs> but I wasn't selling enough to even break even. And man, uh, it was like mm-hmm. some expensive sticker bills. So maybe in the future, I'll go back and do a big run of stickers from the past designs. But uh, for the most part right now, I'm just doing long sleeve shorts and soap. Some wrestlers don't want soap because they're like, yo, my my uh, my gimmick is I'm dirty, so I probably shouldn't have soap, <laughs> stuff like that. And it's like, all right, that makes sense. But That's some wrestlers funny. are like, yo, I love the soap idea. Let me ask my wife what, what scent she wants. So like, That sounds so like Jeff Cannonball like, you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, well, like Jeff wanted lemon-lime. He wanted something soda, so that was pretty easy with like lemon-lime. Okay. But uh, Lee, Lee Moriarty, he like took like two weeks, and uh, his girlfriend Tehana, like okay. they, uh, he's yeah. like he's like Tehana came up with this scent for me, and I was like, perfect. It, so yeah, it's like everyone's just working together, and yeah, it's building everyone up, man. Yeah, build every exactly. build everyone up, and then push them above you. That's what I'm all about. Yeah, and I'm that's content amazing. with whatever I'm doing. I want I want everyone else to achieve their dreams and stuff. You're telling me I'm the same exact way. I mean, when I started this podcast, I literally was aiming for not just wrestlers. And I tweeted this out today, and I was like, I always strive to go beyond just one section of deathmatch wrestling. There's more than that. There's the content creators. 
There's the podcast hosts. There's people like you, Jonesy. There's people all around wrestling that deserve credit. It's not just a one-man operation. It's not a one-man operation. And, like, there's, there's a lot of people who have a lot of stories that you won't get from wrestlers, you won't exactly. get from promoters. Because, like, I, I saw some stuff this weekend that I can't talk about, but, like, <laughs> maybe, maybe if we were, like, face-to-face and I'd be able to tell you, like, what I, what I witnessed this weekend, but it was, like, crazy. But, like, to be able to see that and, like, me and one other person were the only ones to have, like, witnessed what was going down and we looked at yeah. each other and we're like, this is insane. But like no, no one's like no one's gonna believe us that like we were here witnessing like what's happening. Yeah. But there's like yeah, like I'll tell you what, like the ring crew, the ring crew, like has like has stories, man. There's people oh, helping yeah. these promotions that have stories that like never get talked about ever, and yeah, very few people even never hear about like in person. Uh-huh. So yeah, I, I'm totally on board with that. I have. I have someone playing for Room 420. I can't tell you who it is yet because he's, okay. he's, my, he's my secret story weapon. Ooh, but once man. I have him on Room 420, then, then, then you can have him on your podcast. Yeah, absolutely. I'll be on the radar for that now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so um, really, it, it's amazing when looking at everything that's been done. I mean, a lot of people I've actually talked to on this podcast have really been – thriving both my sponsors as well really have been thriving during the pandemic of getting merch out getting stuff out and it's like this pandemic yes it's been depressing at times but it's actually brought the best in people would you say that agree with that yeah well it's like uh like i was saying like with me losing my career it turned into like uh i felt like i was backed into a corner and like no one was I, i was waiting for my unemployment that wasn't coming and like no one was going to look out for me. So I had to make something happen. And I had already been like making lighters and like magnets and just little yeah. things on the side. And that's when I was like, all right, well, I have to take, I have to take this and I have to run with it now. But also like, I can say this for myself. I don't know if the other merch creators think the same way, but during this pandemic, there wasn't a lot of shows happening. Yeah. Uh, especially in the Midwest, as, as you know, firsthand. Yeah. So like uh, I was trying to, I, I, I made my focus almost on wrestlers in the Midwest. If you take notice, it's yes. kind of like a little, the little streak in the early ones. Um, Cause I wanted to give that fan base something to look forward to. They weren't getting match announcements. They weren't getting anything. Maybe they're getting a random tweet from their wrestler, <laughs> but you know what yeah, I mean? They weren't able to go exactly to a merch. You, mean. I know you know, exactly. you weren't able to go to a merch table and see like, yo, what, what new merch does Everett Connors have out t- today? This was like, yo, boom, here's a music video of, of like one of your favorite Midwest wrestlers. And here's like some really sick merch and it goes like to him. And so I, I really like wanted to help out the Midwest. Um, and like, I wasn't, I, I felt like no one was really doing the Midwest. Uh, a lot of people were working with like all the GCW guys and the Northeast yeah. guys. And mm-hmm. I just wanted to help everybody out. And there, I had a lot of friends out in the Midwest and a lot of my favorite wrestlers are in the Midwest. So. Yeah, so it's like we just wanted to give the fans something to look forward to, and I've gone crazy with it. I've been putting out collabs like consistently. I'm doing them every two weeks now because yeah, for a while I was doing like two every ten days. Oh and, like, wow! Yeah, that, in a pandemic, trying to find fleece garments was like the biggest headache ever. 
I'll never do that again. But <laughs> well, you yeah. live and learn. You live and learn. Yeah, and it's just like I said. It's just trying to get like give you something to look forward to to support your wrestler if like you're not able to like go to a merch table or go to the show at all. So and that was the whole kind of plan with it. So, okay, here is a question I have for you. This is going to be like the last question, but who are some wrestlers that you haven't done collaborations yet with that you want to do them with? This is your time, your platform to say, hey, I want to do a collab with you. Let's do it. Oh, man. As far as the indie guys go, um, I would love to do one with Leo Rush. I think we could do something really, really crazy. Um, maybe not with like the fly, but we could like switch it to something like the moth or like yeah. maybe Mo- maybe like Mothra or something. We get really wild, throw like some dreads on Mothra, multicolored dreads, or I don't know. I think Leo would be really cool to work with. Ah, I think I have applesauce brain, so you gotta give me a second here. No worries, but- man to think about people uh because like i've been i've been lucky enough to just kind of you know not to toot my own horn but i i can reach out i can be like yo a horror club alley cat is someone that i want to work with so if allison's listening to this i definitely want to uh, i'm doing that i'm doing that finger thing where you put your two pointy fingers together ally so (laughs) let's do a horror let's do a horror collab so like I would love to do one with Nick Gage, but Nick is so fucking intense all of the goddamn time. <laughs> um, like, like some sometimes like when people order a shirt, like Nick is the kind of dude. Nick, you know, Nick wants to get fucking paid, and I respect the shit out of that. Absolutely. But like Gage wouldn't be cool with like waiting till the end. I think Nick would want like yo every like week or so. Like, all right, how many shirts have sold? Get, send me my profit like today so nick would be nick would overwhelm me because like i said i've i've been doing this like maybe five months Mm -hmm. some of these guys have been making shirts for years and years and years i'm just a baby in this (laughs) you know what i mean i'm just a tadpole in the pond Mm -hmm. but uh gage Gage would be great uh scorpio if i had better communication with scorpio yeah too cold just like hard to get a hold of man one of those guys he's like ar fox AR Fox is yeah. another guy I would love to collab with, but working with Foxy would just be tough just because it's a communication. Some of these guys aren't on their phone and social media, and that's a good thing because, you know, yeah, they're living, living their lives. It is. But uh, it makes it a little bit harder to communicate with them. But yeah, those are definitely uh, a couple names. Allie, uh, I think Willow Nightingale, I would like to do a Willow, horror collab with. Yes. Uh, Big Dan Champion is another one I would like to do a horror collab with. Yeah, I have a lot. Like, there's a lot that I want to say, but I I already have a plan, and I can't give out the spoilers yet. But there's yeah, no, we don't want good ones. There's so many good ones coming, (laughs) and there's gonna be like there's gonna be less colors in them because I want I want those people who are trying to match like a shirt with like their sneakers Uh to like to like buy one of my collabs and then take the picture of like their sneakers next to the shirt. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> and I, I know in wrestling, there's a lot of sneaker heads. I'm not one sneaker head. I have my just normal black Converse shoes, you know? Yeah. yeah I'm the same way. Yeah. But um, I think those are a lot of really good names. And I think the Leo rush one was really appealing to me. Cause I think 
Mothra with dreads would be absolutely freaking that, that would be cool. Okay. Yep. But no, Alley Cat, of course. I don't know if she listens to my show. That's one of those. I never know who actually listens. I just kind of am told, oh, yeah, you're getting this number of downloads and you're getting this. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so I think that's really a good place to cap this one if um, that's okay with you. But I've, before we dip, I just want you to promote your socials and let people know where they can find you. All right. Well, here, hold on, Lorna, me. I'm a guy with many, many stories, so I got I got one okay. more for you. Um, I I have three different stories I could tell you. I'm gonna I'm gonna name the wrestler, and uh, you can pick which one you want to hear. Okay. So I have a I have a Nolan Edwards story, I have a Too Cold Scorpio story, and I have an Everett Connors story. So which one you? It's like a it's like a five minute story. That's fine. Um, okay, so I'm talking about Nolan. Nolan? All right. All right. Good choice. So first off, Nolan Edward is the editor for Room 420. There's a little inside oh. information for you. Was so he a he producer does... for Impact as well before? Yeah, yeah he, did, he did something for them. And yeah, there was a producer. Yeah. Yep. So he does the editing for Room 420. He'll be on a future episode, too. I promise Nolan we're going to oh, get you sure. on. Oh, for sure. I would. So I, I hadn't, prior to the collective in Indiana, I'd never met Nolan in my life. I had just started talking to him about doing a collab because I just kind of found out about him and seen him at a tryout at an AIW show with bleach blonde hair. And I was like, that kid kind of stands out. So I go to Indiana and uh, the Starks family, I love them. Mouse, Rebecca, Billy, Logan, uh, they're they're great. So I invite, I was like, let's all go out to dinner. Um, Logan didn't come. So it was Billy, Rebecca and Mouse. And Mm. they uh, they brought Nolan with them. Uh, and I was like, oh, I was like, I was just talking. I was literally talking to Nolan that day. I was like, yo, you know what? Why don't you come to dinner with us that night? And he's like, oh, he's like, Mouse already invited me. And I was like, my man. <laughs> so, um, so we show up. It's the first time meeting this kid. And I'm like, uh, if I'm in a situation where I can like buy my friends a meal, I'm going to do that because I like breaking bread with people. So uh, we actually go to St. Elmo's. This is a little flex. Oh, St. Elmo's. Uh, oh. I was like, yo, I'm never going to come back to Indianapolis again. And this is like the only food spot that I like remember as a kid watching Travel Channel. Think being in <laughs> Indianapolis. So we got to try this out. Yeah. So like, uh, I don't think the Starks family really knew. Like, I guess they went in the retention with the intentions that I was going to pay. But like, they were still like, yo, we're going to pay for our own meal. Yeah. But my man Nolan was just down down for whatever, which that's what I love. So uh we're all sitting down to eat and I was like, yo, get whatever I tell everyone, get whatever you want. Um Stark family's like, nah. Rebecca's like, ah, I will I'm gonna pay. That's that's <laughs> that's Billy's mom, Rebecca. Yeah. She runs. <laughs> Rebecca runs BSB. I love mouse, but Rebecca runs that shit. <laughs> uh, and I was like, Nolan, get whatever you want. And he's like, What should I get? And I was like, Listen, this place has a tomahawk steak has a huge ass bone. It's like a hundred bucks. I was like, I dare, I dare you to get it. And he's like, all right. So this kid orders a tomahawk steak and at, at St. Elmo's, like with your steak, you can yeah. either get Navy bean soup or a cup of tomato juice. I don't oh. know why they offer tomato juice. Um, no one gets the tomato juice and it comes out on a tiny little plate and it's just this little cup of tomato oh my juice. God. With a with a lemon in it, and he goes, he looks at me and he goes, Jonesy, wh- what do I do with this? And I was like, I don't know. I I guess you drink it. Is it to cleanse your palate before eating a steak? Is that what that is? 
I have I, no idea. I personally do not know. But uh, so anyway, drinks is is juiced, whatever, and then <laughs> then then the plate comes out, and like Nolan didn't realize, I think, how big this tomahawk steak was. Like twenty-eight ounce, twenty-eight ounce, like big steak. And I just I wanted someone to get it because I wanted to see it because yeah. I can't eat that much steak. I would waste it. And it comes out on this giant plate, bomb, right in front of him with like a baked potato and whatever, and yeah. the kid eats the entire steak. Wow. And then he has the bone, and I was like, yo, you should use that on your match against AJ on Saturday because he was wrestling <laughs> at Southern Underground Pro. Yeah. I was like, yo, you should, you should use that bone. Um, and he ordered, then was like, yo, get some dessert, whatever, orders dessert, eats it all. And so that was my, uh, and then, yeah, then they went back, and I went back to the house, and then, uh, yeah, I kind of hung out with them a little bit over that yeah. weekend. But uh, yeah, so I've been like, Nolan's been my friend like ever since. Like we first met, uh, and he's just a really, really good kid. And that's my, oh, and I will say this, uh, this past weekend at AC, uh, yeah. he came into the little, the balcony suite that I rented cause he wanted to see the Ferris wheel. Yeah. And, uh, I opened the balcony door and he was like, yo, is this like enclosed? And I, I stepped out onto the balcony. He was like, oh my God. I was like, yeah, come on. I was like, there's, there's like the ocean right there. And I was like, and then I took a step to the left and I was like, and there's your Ferris wheel, Nolan. And like his reaction to seeing the Ferris wheel was like priceless. Oh, so that's, that's great. I was like, yo, you got to come back in the summer and you can get closer to that Ferris wheel. But uh, yeah, so that's like my little wholesome Nolan Edwards story. Nothing tough or anything, but the kid, no, uh, no. The kid knows how to eat. And uh, I, I like someone who wasn't afraid to, uh, to order something really, really good when they're given like an open menu like that. So. Well, I have another question on Nolan since you were sure. at LA City for Take Care. Mm-hmm. What were your initial thoughts on the match with Alex Clown? Uh, all right, so I loved it. Um, if you watch the stream, I'm like the only person cheering for him, and I'm right there at the entrance because I'm like telling him, yeah. like, my thing with Nolan, it started at Fight Forever when he wrestled Judah. It was dead quiet at one in the morning. Yeah. And I yelled at the top of my lungs, Nolan, fuck him up. And he like, looked at me like deer in the headlights and was like all right and had an amazing match with you so i was like yeah, I'm gonna do that every it. time so i'm yelling fuck him up nolan and people are like people are booing nolan as he's coming out and they're like yo alice is gonna kill you kid and nolan just kind of has like this look on his face um so nolan like doesn't get a reaction really when he comes out right yeah. has an amazing match with alex fantastic like, match and, like, that's got to be intimidating as fuck to go in against, like, a veteran like Alex. Because, like, Alex will be like, yo, if you fucking clip me, I'm going to fucking cut you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he's not afraid to do that. Nolan said that he, Alex didn't threaten him like that at all. So I guess that's a good sign. But, um, yeah, Nolan has that amazing match. And then the crowd reaction afterwards just speaks for itself. Uh, that's, that's what, like, you really like to see is someone, like, just go out there and just earn it. And I think I think he's uh, he's he earned he's, it 100%. He, he, I would say he's earned it from all the GCW fans because GCW fans can be tough, but he's getting there for sure. He got the please, please come back. And all, all he's got to do is uh, put on a banger with Schlack and then uh, he, he's got all the ghouls heart in GCW for sure. <laughs> oh, it yeah, takes a sure. little bit. GCW fans don't just accept everyone right away. You got to like. It's weird. You got to like kind of earn it a little bit, you know? 
Yeah, I noticed that when I was in Indianapolis for the few shows I went outdoor. Like they like we we have a high standard of what we want in our wrestling, but most of the times if you're good enough to be a GCW, I, I'm usually something out. I can't speak for everybody else. But yeah. um with it was funny with that match, fun story is I showed my friend that show. This was like his first GCW show. He had never watched them before. He had heard me talk about thousands of times. I'm like, dude, just just watch this damn show with me. Like, yeah. you will not be disappointed. He immediately said after that match, that was his match of the night. Yeah. Immediately. It brings out like a barbaric like feeling in people that they don't know they have. Well, it wasn't more that. It's just he's like he's an. He, this is my friend who's like an ECW mark for life. Uh-huh. He is an ECW mark for life, and it was just like he's not. His he doesn't watch a lot of death matches, but with this match, he was just he was entranced. Yeah, and it's like this is what I've been telling you for months now, buddy. <laughs> yeah, this is GCFNW. This is what's up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Nolan, fantastic guy. I'm trying to get him on this pod. Of course, he is one of my new favorites in the independence. So you will definitely be hearing a Nolan Edward episode without the S. I got corrected on that without the S. Um, hopefully soon. So, um, now the floor is yours, man. Where can people find you? Where can they communicate with you? Awesome. Uh, as always, I, I, I gotta give a shout out to my girlfriend, Kat. Uh, without her, uh, she always packs the merch real nice. Um, if you ever get like candy in your merch, that's from Kat. Um, mm-hmm. She organizes all the merch here. So like without her helping me like with my daily, daily stuff here, I wouldn't have been able to do as many horror collabs as I would have because my house would have been a disaster. No, so she yeah. keeps me like grounded. So I love her. Without her, I wouldn't be able to do this stuff. Uh, but like you can catch me jonesy was taken on instagram and twitter uh, i'm always on twitter all day talking shit or trying to be funny <laughs> uh or just promoting stuff that seems to be what my life is now the more space items i sell the more horror collabs i can do because i'm not making any money off any of these merch collabs i can promise you yeah. i've lost thousands if i'm if i'm being honest but uh, it's something I, I believed in and I still believe in. And hopefully one day I'll be able to make money off the merch. Uh, but Jonesy was taken on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, JonesyCollects.com is uh, my, my website, my store. Uh, you purchase things off there. You always get a free pack of cards or something with your, your purchase. And uh, I'm going to throw up a, uh, a discount code for a couple of days. We'll run it a couple of days after this podcast comes out. Uh, code Y D O D is going to get you 20% off in my store. Um, who knows, who knows what's going to be in the store when this is running. Um, but there's probably going to be, there's definitely gonna be a dope horror collab. There'll probably be some cool non horror collabs. Uh, maybe some tank tops, some shorts some space items, but yeah, for like five days, let's say five days after this comes out, Code YDOD will get you 20% Man, off your thank entire you. order. That, that means the absolute world coming from you to make that code happen. And this will be coming out Mania Week. So there you go. All right. Yeah. Mania Week. Mania Week this is going to come out. And 
you guys got five y'all got five days if you're listening to this later um sorry about your damn luck (laughs) (laughs) well um jonesy again thank you for taking the time out of your busy illustrious schedule of baking edibles and all great things food and merch to speak with me and of course guys thank you for listening to this fantastic episode of your dose of death thank you well that does it for another fantastic episode of your dose of death podcast thank you again each and every single week for listening to this podcast without you guys this podcast would not succeed you without the fans there is no dose of death and you guys make it happen each and every single week so thank you from the bottom of my heart that being said, if you guys want the latest and breaking news for Your Dose of Death podcast, please hit me up on Twitter at Lauren YDOD. That's correct. At Lauren YDOD on Twitter will be the only way you get news on Your Dose of Death podcast, so don't miss that out. And, of course, I want you guys to subscribe to my show on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast, please, please, please subscribe. I want the listener ratings to keep going up each and every week. I want more ears on this podcast. So please make sure you do that. And I also want to really, really promote hard that I need them five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. That's right. Five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts make this even bigger and better each and every single week. So please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. I'll make sure to get to those when I can. And that all being said, drum roll. I don't know if you can hear the drum roll, but anyways, I have merch. That is right. Merch is here. Thanks to the fantastic people at What A Maneuver. I have merch, I have shirts, I have baby gear, I have holdover hoodies, unisex shirts, whatever you can possibly think of merchandise-wise, I have on my What A Maneuver store. So go to whatamaneuver.com, make sure to look up Your Dose of Death podcast, and and you will see the fantastic design I have in there. Big credit to John McNulty for that design. He is a fantastic artist and a fantastic friend of the show, making sure you guys are dripping in that awesome Your Dose of Death threads. So again, hit up What a Maneuver and look up Your Dose of Death podcast, and you will have a plethora of options to choose from. And of course, the shirts are going to be in black and royal blue. So make sure to hit them up for for my merch store. And that all being said, I just want you guys to know that in a few weeks, I'm going to be doing something very special with the guys at Time Bomb Pro Wrestling. So be on the lookout with Time Bomb Pro Wrestling for what they have in store for your dose of death. Maybe I have one. Maybe I have two guests. Who knows? But keep it here at Your Dose of Death Podcast, and you will find out. Thank you guys for listening. And have a good rest of your day. This has been a Count Out Podcast.